The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Welcome to Animation Conversation Weekly for July 1st, 2009. I'm Alan dahl And I'm Morten Overly. And we will be guiding you through the show. This week on Animation Conversation Weekly, news from the animation industry and a review of Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Then we have uh, a continuation of our IMDb animated top 50 movies. This time we uh, have a look at uh, Porco Rosso. Then there's a competition, and we have a book review with Japrak Morelli talking about some uh, Miyazaki art books. We end with listener feedback. Let's start with this week's news. Upcoming Pixar and Box Office Mojo can report that Up is uh, becoming the highest grossing movie of 2009 so far. It has earned more than 250 million. That makes it the highest grossing movie and also the highest grossing 3D movie of the year. Or ever, actually. And it also had an opening weekend of 68.2 million. So that's pretty tremendous. At AWN, you can read that the Oscars Best Picture category expands to 10 movies. The 82nd Academy Awards, which will be presented on March 7th, 2010, will have 10 feature films in the best picture category. After more than six decades, the Academy is returning to some of its earlier roots when a wider field competed for the top awards. This will also open up the field for animation, documentaries, and foreign language films to break into the best picture category. Moving on, uh, Variety reports that Paul McCartney is uh, going to score an animated feature. I think it's going to be called High in the Clouds, and then it's an adaptation of a children's book. It was directed by, uh, or it is going to be directed by Rob Minkoff, and um, it has been adapted by Caroline Thompson. And uh, this is the first time Paul McCartney has been involved with uh, anything uh, animation-related since uh, Yellow Submarine, I guess. Also on AWN, you can read that Nickelodeon is going to throw a SpongeBob 10th anniversary birthday bash. On July 17, 1999, SpongeBob SquarePants premiered on Nickelodeon and signaled the birth of a series and character that would become one of the most beloved and popular in television history. Over the last 10 years, the poorest brainchild of creator Steven Hilberg has grown from a single Saturday morning kids show to a certified pop culture maverick. Since its launch in July 1999, SpongeBob SquarePants has emerged as a pop culture phenomena with 70 million viewers monthly and has been the number one animated program with Kids from 2 to 11 for more than seven consecutive years. The show is seen in 171 markets in 25 languages and is the most widely distributed property in MTV Network's history. 
Have you, have you seen any of those uh, SquarePants movies or uh, shorts? Spatula. Uh, only the only the TV series, which I love. It's amazing. Is it good? SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, it's amazing. You're gonna laugh your head off. It's wow. It's insane. Looks stupid though. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably good. Uh, I saw this uh, on on Cartoon um, Brew today. There was a link to a bunch of uh, commercials that was made, uh, like acid uh, trip inspired uh, SpongeBob uh, SquarePants commercials for for something. I can't remember what. Yeah, so they're really cool. We it's could probably very... put a couple of links for that on, in the show notes. And on the tag blog, we can read that Time Warner is going to acquire, or probably will acquire, DreamWorks Animation which will probably result in even more money-oriented productions. Why do you think that? Why? Well, they're just going to... It's a cash cow. That's what they're looking at. You know, they're doing Shrek 5 or 4. I've I've lost count, but... 6 and 7 and 8. It just makes me want to cry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I wonder if Jeffrey Katzenberg is going to step down or is he going to be part of the creative team after Time Warner acquires them? If they Uh, acquire them? That's a good question. I don't know. It's you'd, you'd think he'd want uh, to be able to dominate or do whatever he wants with uh, DreamWorks and with Time Warner uh, buying up shares. You'd imagine he'd have to, or at least a less influence. Yeah, I guess they've had quite a few successes, so no one's really doubting if he's uh, if he if he's the one. You know. Well, he's good at making money, but not good at making movies. That's that's exactly. how I see it. That's unfortunately. Yeah. And and speaking of sequels, we have a rumor from uh, Ain't It Cool News. This is very unofficial, so uh, it may may not be true at all. It's just this guy who heard from a from a friend of his that there will be a fourth installment of the Ice Age movie. And uh, it says here uh, the fourth installment sees Manny, Sid, Diego. Ellie and Scrat frozen solid and accidentally defrosted in a museum in the present day. So it's actually going to be uh, set in uh, today, in, in 2000, I guess, 9, 10, something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it sounds like Crocodile Dundee in New, in New York. It's, uh, like the, this, it doesn't sound good, I'm sorry, but I'm a bit skeptical. Yeah, but it might be true, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been proven wrong so many times. Uh, yeah. It's all in the story and writing, and I mean, yeah. But th- I don't think there's any doubt there's going to be a fourth installment of them that series. Well, if they make money off the third one, of course they're going to make a fourth one. Yeah, I just saw that uh, the second one, Ice Age Two, is actually the highest-grossing animated movie in Norwegian movie history. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that that is kind of scary. It's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. The biggest event in two million years is about to go to a whole new dimension. Nobody move a muscle. (laughs) On July 4th, we've been living above an entire world and we didn't even know it. I feel so... Puny. The bravest heroes in history will boldly go where no other mammals would dare. I'm too young to be Ray Romano. He'll bounce back. It's one of the advantages of being said. John Leguizamo. Huh? I'm a mommy. Dennis Leary. For the record, 
I blame you for this. And Queen Latifah. Ellie, talk to the trunk. Scrat. And introducing scrat So it's uh, Wednesday. We've just been, uh, we just came out of the cinema after watching uh, Ice Age 3, uh, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. So what are your uh, first impressions, Alan? I'm actually pretty lukewarm on this one. Um, I don't have much bad to say about it, and but it wasn't great in any way. Um, we, we, we actually had to see the Norwegian dubbed version, which sucked. <laughs> we were kind of unlucky. We ordered tickets for the American one, and then they hadn't received the copy in time for the viewing, so... Um, but I I really enjoyed this one. I I think it's um, I think it's the best Ice Age movie by uh, no stupid humans, and uh, I really enjoy it. It's a simple story. It's but it's really nice, and there's a lot of there's a few surprises, and it, it looks really nice, and the animation is uh, insane, and there's some really really nice scenes in the movie, visually and uh, story wise, and uh, some of the physicality in the movie is insane. There's some really funny. Uh, slapstick scenes there's some really heartwarming yeah. scenes and it's a it's a it's a really varied movie lots of different um i was afraid there was going to be too many characters in this movie from the trailer it just seems like the, the the gallery is expanding for for each one they do but it was balanced really nicely and uh again by far the the best ice age movie in my opinion <laughs> okay i i i'm not sure if i agree i i really like the first one but it's always like if something is new it's there's there's nothing new in this movie it's like you've seen it before and I'm, I'm getting a bit tired of this uh, scrap character <laughs> okay. I've, I've seen uh, those jokes ten times before in the other movies um, but I uh, the one that really steals the show I think is Sid Sid's great in this one and the dub was was really good too on that character yes yeah uh, and he, he's just a really heartwarming character with a lot of humor and uh, he has these long scenes where where there's just him and these uh, baby dinosaurs and and um, those scenes were really good I think yeah I just love the the variation in the movie too I mean there's so much going on but that you never lose focus on the story and um, the characters are really uh, really fun and enjoyable it's uh, yeah, I really, I really, I was surprised because I was my expectations were extremely low for this one. <laughs> okay, mine um, were high because I actually liked the two first ones. I thought the second one was horrible. I really, enjoy, I enjoyed the first one. Hmm. The second one was, I thought was really boring, and uh, I did not like that one at all. But this one, I thought was really fun. But should we talk more about the animation part of it? Sure. Um, I I thought I could see a lot of the the animators working on Horton on this one because. They borrowed a lot of that style from Horton. The, the, the crazy twists and curls on the characters when they move and when they go in and out of a scene. It's really, uh, really great animation for animation's sake. You know? I think it's some of it's really fast, but it's it's always really clear. And um, yeah, I, I thought there's, there's this one pose that I really hate. Um, when a character's <laughs> thinking, you put the the arm up on the on the the neck. And rub the neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and they had Standards. one scene with this in this one. I thought they could have, have chosen maybe a different approach in the acting on that scene. But there's again, there's some. The animation I think is um, is super nice. It's it uh, is. Uh, some of it's I think is really inventive, and and some of it's just the, the quality is just amazing. And um, there are some scenes that I was just 
I don't know, my, my eyes were tearing up uh, or uh, filling up with water. I was just like, ah, oh, it's, yeah. it's so nice. Um, I, I think that the quality on the, the fur on the characters is amazing. The lighting in some scenes is really nice. And um, I yeah. mean, the, some of the, the set designs I thought were outstanding. And there's this character, Buck, in the movie. There's this one sequence where he climbs up on the tree and there's just clouds or smoke underneath. That was amazing. That blew my mind. I yeah. was really surprised, but I thought the, from the trailer you can kind of see that the you know about the valley with the dinosaurs and you know about the the landscape where they originate from, but uh, they they they've saved some surprises for the movie, which yeah. I thought was really nice. And I I was really um, from the trailer I thought that the female scrap character was going to be a real pain and really boring. Yeah. But uh, I think it worked out nicely. It's yeah, the pacing in the movie I think is really great. It, you never get bored, and there's there's never that much action that you kind of get numb from it. There's these nice pauses. You have time to. There's these nice breaks in the story, and there's there's a few um, times when they, 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 there's a sequence with the nut that really didn't have to be there necessarily. I mean, like I, I see. There's quite a few scenes with the nuts. <laughs> yeah, but this one is particularly, they really make a point out of it, and and yeah. it 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 ties in nicely later on. Um, so. I it, but it's just these it's really nice and it's uh it's really heartwarming and I think it it, it really adds something but to the film. Do you think the the story is good enough? It wasn't much of a story. It was just like a big chase. It's, it was yeah, like it, a goblin uh, <laughs> short. <laughs> you know? Just running and jokes and then running jokes. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a movie that you're going to remember for a long time, but it's I, a premise, I, but it's it's not really a story nah, I mean the characters are the same it's just, it's the same kind of the journey that they've been on before but um, you don't really expect much more and, and it's I mean it it it's not a super good I mean like you say the story isn't amazing it's it's good but the and it's it's done really well and, and it doesn't need a good story no <laughs> it works it works I think the story is good enough it's uh, like those uh, Warner Bros cartoons it's it's not about the story, it's about the... No, it's nice to hang out. Basically, I mean, it's, it's nice to hang out with these characters for an hour and a half. And it's yeah. really enjoyable and it's it's really amazingly well done. Um, yeah. We should say a couple of words about the, the whole 3D experience. I hated the 3D glasses on this one, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. It was just a nuisance. Very annoying. The first uh, half hour, I was, I was really... Just looking at the 3D, and I, I had a hard time getting into the movie. I think maybe it's the glasses, because we talked about this right after the... On our way out from the cinema, that maybe there's a difference in the glasses, the technology of the glasses. Um, so maybe that's why we didn't like it, but... Um, but what's common on all these glasses is that you, the, the blurriness, whenever there's uh, Camera fast moves motion... Camera fast mo motion, yes. You get this blurring, and... and Whenever there's uh, a dark uh, scene, there wasn't really any dark scenes there, so we didn't notice that. But on other uh, movies I've seen, uh, on dark scenes, you get that uh, kind of a looks like JPEG compression or something like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> it really very awful. annoying, <laughs> and sometimes it's hard. You, you just lose focus on what's going on because it flickers so much. Yeah, I was seriously after the first ten minutes, I was afraid that I was going to get nauseous. Yeah, exactly. But it, it makes the it makes the scenes bigger, especially that scene we were talking about uh, uh, when he's on top of that mountain, the snowy mountain, and yeah, he, I mean the it, camera camera is moving uh, like a record player around him. Yeah, yeah, no, player. I mean it. There's, I, th I think it. There's, there's a place for for this technology. It just, I just wish it was, it had come further along. Yeah, because right now it's. I don't feel it's 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 quite there yet. No. Uh, I mean, after half an hour, you kind of get used to it, but um. 
and you get in tired. hindsight, I wish I'd seen it in 2D, actually. Yeah, I would have too. preferred that by yeah. far. Yeah. And you, a couple of times they did the 3D thing just to uh, explore it, and it wasn't... Yeah, it, wasn't I, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, it's, it's not like it stood out in any way, or it was um, uh, like it was a problem, I think. Um, or, or, like you say, just added for the sake of it. I, it to me, it didn't feel out of place. Or I didn't. No. There's no scenes. I mean, was, some in fine. some scenes it was, it had a bigger effect or a more dramatic effect. But I thought it was. Uh, overly I, I could have done without it, and it it doesn't really work, and that that's the problem, you know. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not there yet. No, it's, maybe in a few years. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree on that one. <laughs> okay, I think we should probably. If you if you don't have any more to say. No, uh, from one to ten, what would you give it? What, 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 uh, one what, to ten. What would you give the movie? I think it's like a maybe like a five six. Yeah, I think I'd give it a uh, an eight. What's a ten? A ten is I, it's like ten is really hard to get. Ten is, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fight Club would be a ten for me. Okay, Fight Club is a ten. Then I've got a surprise for you. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Welcome to our first edition of the listener feedback. Um, we don't have any voicemails this time, unfortunately. I hope you will send us a couple of voicemails next time. First, we have an email from uh, Anirud Balotia. Balotia, that's probably... I'm, I'm butchering that. That's from India. I, I think it's from India. Hello, Alan. And I'm, I'm hoping he means me as well. I'm sure I he does. Ah, oh, that's sweet. I came to know about ACP not too long back from one of my friends, and I was surprised that how come I never heard of it before, or rather very few people seem to be aware of it. It's a fantastic podcast, and after listening to a few, I'm proudly addicted to it. I especially loved the two hours interview with Keith Lango. I was inspiring. It was inspiring to hear about his experiences, challenges, and how he overcame all. Keith is without doubt one of the person I always look up to at different levels. Thanks for the interview. I am curious, when did you start ACP? Is it newly started or many months back? Looking forward to interesting podcasts from you. Cheers, Anirud. Thank you, Anirud. That was really nice. Yeah, I, we, we, uh, we love uh, Keith Lango too. And that was, uh, that, it was great interviewing him. You're asking when we started, started ACP? We, we started the podcast, uh, I don't know, a couple of years Eric, ago. Eric, Eric, Eric? One year ago, I think something? maybe it's two years ago. Wow, uh, time flies. <laughs> and um, yeah, but this is uh, this is our second installment of the weekly show. So I hope that's a good answer for you. I am top So welcome to our second installment of our 50 IMDb or top 50 animated movies from the IMDb website. And uh, pigs do fly in Studio Ghibli's Kurunai Nubuta or Porco Rosso as it's called in English, which is an animated feature from 1992. Would you like to give us a short summary, Alan? Yeah, it uh, shouldn't be too hard. It's, uh, it's kind of a strange plot, but... Um... Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's about this pig, <laughs> which Sorry. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but 
But uh, for some reason, he decided to make him a, uh, a pig, and uh, he's a, he's a French pilot, I think. During um, it's it's somewhere in between first and second. Uh, he's Italian. World War. Is he Italian? Yes, he's an Italian pilot. Oh, that was very unclear to me, but I, I guess you're probably right. Yeah, that explains the Italian flag at the at the tail of the plane. Yeah, I thought that was the French. Among other, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's in the mid 1920s, and uh, it's really a love story about uh, his um, lost love. Uh, is this a girl that's uh, haunting him or in in his dreams or whatever? And um, it's also a, bi- a story about pirates. He has he has a <laughs> he has this ongoing competition with uh, this, these these uh, pirates and this uh, pilot. I can't remember his name. It's Donald Curtis, his nemesis. Yeah, because exactly. if I remember, it's uh, he gets transformed into a pig when he sees all these uh, ghosts from dead fighter pilots from the Second World War. It's yeah, like I, a, a I curse. Think I think it's about to go down in his plane, and he's just about to enter heaven when he sees all these other pilots. And then he's cursed because he has to go back to Earth, and yeah, it's something like that. It's not really uh, clearly told in the story, but yeah, there's a sequence midway into the thing where that's explained. I guess that's probably a spoiler. Well, we're going to spoil a lot of things in this review, so uh, I don't think we should hold back. Perfect. (laughs) So what do you think? That was the summary of the movie? Yeah, that's it. Okay. We don't want to tell the ending, do we? Of course, we want to tell the ending. We're gonna ruin the movie. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that's probably not a good idea. Good, good idea, because we're giving away um, a DVD of the movie for this. That's a good point. Um, so we don't okay. want to spoil it. My, my, okay. My personal opinion about this movie: um, the first ten minutes, I found rather it was rather awkward with him being a pig, because he's the yeah. only character in the universe that's an animal. Uh, but after ten minutes, you kind of you accept it. Uh, I have a. It seems to happen a lot in the Ghibli movies that you, you just accept some things even if they are odd. It kind of works, yeah, in its own peculiar way. And you you do get a, a some kind of an explanation midway there, so. Yeah, it's true, but it's still kind of. It feels a bit weird. Um, yeah. No, th- I love the intro sequence, the introduction with the the main character when he's sitting on the uh, foldable chair, whatever, with a bottle of wine, and uh, it's beautiful. I think. I found the opening sequence a bit disturbing with the, the pirates kidnapping the kids and then Porco Rosso is following them in his biplane or his fighter plane and just starts shooting loose, shooting like crazy at the pirates with the kids yeah, in the turrets. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like, crazy. You, you, yeah, I, to me, that was a bit... <laughs> and all the kids I was are just, laughing. Yeah, they're having it's this absurd. great time. It's It, it was weird. Um, but yeah. no, I... I, uh, after, when you get into the movie, I really liked it. Uh, I think Porco Rosso is a really likable character, and I really enjoyed the friendship he strikes with the girl. I can't remember her name, but um, the mechanic or the yeah. yeah helps to fix the plane. And there's some really beautiful scenes, like visual, beaut- visually beautiful scenes in the movie. Uh, some of the plane scenes with just Porco Rosso, or the sunset, or with um, and the, the this- animation really stands out in this one. I think the the acting in some of the scenes is super nice. Yeah. And there's this one scene with uh, his nemesis, Donald Curtis, where he sees all these ghosts before the duel at the end, which I think also is really nice. And uh, the dogfight at the end is hilarious. 
It is. And there's there's quite a few cool scenes when it comes to cutting and just film. If you think about it as just a normal film, just how they cut between the planes and that's it's very it's it's a very complicated movie in many ways. But also the story is really really simple I think because it is basically yeah. a love triangle between Porcoroso and his nemesis and this uh, woman who runs the cafe which he was in love with as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically just following Porcoroso while he's uh, fighting the pirates and um, going about his day really and he and he gets challenged by his nemesis. It's a real simple story. It's yeah. But it was nice. Uh, I felt maybe the ending is a bit uh, unfulfilling. Uh, I don't have to give it away, but uh, it felt like the there there's room for uh, more story, and I, I want to know more about this character because I barely get to know him during the movie. That there's one thing that really confused me, or the score of the movie. Uh, it was it was it changed so much throughout the film. Like you have every anything from uh, or everything from a really beautiful theme to something that sounded like a really cheap piano hotel lounge music to yeah. eastern european tv sounding scores it was you had this inc- insane mix of that i found sometimes it was just funny and off-putting and sometimes it was just really beautiful it's it was this strange mix but yeah, the I movie think, in I itself it's, is really I good it's scored by uh, some composer i don't know and, and then there's also uh, a mix uh, of that and uh, this girl that's a famous singer in uh, in Japan that sings okay. one of the the songs in there. So that it's uh, and those styles doesn't really mix, so that might be why. But I, I wasn't too confused about the music. That was that was okay. So did you like the movie? I thought it was great. Yeah, I did actually feel uh, fall asleep during the movie, but that, that was just because <laughs> I had uh, the opportunity to push the pause button because I was really tired. It was this weekend. But uh, <laughs> as a whole, it was uh, yeah. I actually did like it uh, a lot. I I definitely put it above uh, South Park, easily. It's, it's yeah, I think I, it's as a movie, it's a way, it's a lot stronger than South Park. Yeah, and it really stands out as, as one of the the better animated movies by Miyazaki. But it's a weird. It, in one regard, it's kind of a weird movie because it's it grows on you. Because in the beginning, I was kind of off put by it. Yeah, uh, but it, you really start liking it more and more as you watch it. Okay, I think we're gonna have to end it there. And now for our first competition, this week's question: What is the direct English translation of the Japanese title for Porco Rosso? Send us an email with the correct answer to feedback at animationconversation.com, and you can win a Porco Rosso DVD. And this week's prize is sponsored by NorskAnimation.no. The place that covers uh, everything related to Norwegian animation. We thank you for sponsoring the show. All right, so here's Japlak Moali with our first art book review. Hello, everybody. My name is Japlak Morale. I am an animator, both 3D and classical. I work at Kristen Animation in Oslo, and I have been in the animation industry since 1999. I also love to collect art books, so when Morton and Alan asked me to make a little talk about art books on the animation conversation, I accepted with great pleasure. And since Porco Rosso is in the topic today, I would like to talk about uh, the Ghibli Studio art books. I am a very big fan of Miyazaki. In fact, he sculpted my brain when I was a child and that's why today I'm in the animation industry. All around my workspace, I have hung many 
um, prints from these art books and they are very big inspiration sources when I need to work and when I need inspiration. These art books are fantastic because you can see um, all the steps in which Miyazaki has worked to um, reach his final movie and uh, because he has his finger in almost every department of a movie production. He uh, draws the characters, he um, does layout, he does uh, all the storyboard, he does key poses and you can see all of these in uh, his art books. So anybody who works in the character development department will see um, the progression of the creation of each character. You have very nice uh, colored sketches, watercolored sketches of each character. And uh, for instance, Nausicaa started by being drawn as a vamp woman and later on became this little girl. Animators can find key poses of the animations, rough key poses or cleaned up key poses. There are fantastic layouts of um, all some scenes and some of the layouts are watercolored. And there are also many pages of uh, samples of storyboards, very detailed and very nice storyboards. Anybody interested in uh, storytelling uh, could check out the Studio Ghibli storyboard books. There are collections, thick small books, each of them uh, containing full storyboards of each Ghibli movie. They are fantastic and very detailed and uh, it's really worth looking at. <laughs> I will post uh, concerning links so that you can look at them if you're interested. In these art books, you can also find detailed uh, background drawings, either finished or still work in progress. Very pretty. And uh, now I would like to mention Oga Kazuo, who is the uh, background painter for many Ghibli movies. He especially did uh, the Totoro backgrounds. And now in Japan, he's uh, exhibiting all his works of art from uh, this movie. And you can, of course, find a lot of finished frames from the movies, which are very interesting to look at details for. But personally, when it comes to art books from Studio Ghibli, I um, prefer all the art books that are Miyazaki's because there are many more pre-production drawings in them. But for uh, some of Takahata's movies, which they have also published nice art books of, they mainly contain finished frames from the movie or... Um, the script <laughs> and uh, they're of course very pretty but uh, I like the other ones better. Miyazaki has often talked about Porco Rosso as being his own biography. He, um, his father was a plane maker, he had a plane making factory and Miyazaki grew up by watching him and uh, helping him and he's extremely fascinated in aviation, in planes and in flying objects. And uh, he's very accurate in his drawings of planes and already in early age he was sketching them out. Besides Princess Mononoke, all of Miyazaki movies have flying uh, vehicles and they are very accurately drawn because of this passion of his. Miyazaki also drew manga stripes for hobby magazines and um, and he has put together some of them in um, one book called Daydream Data Notes. It gathers many mangas, mostly colored in watercolor, and mainly the hero is a pig. It's about aviation, it's about planes and all kinds of flying vehicles, battleships, and uh, 
ships connected to World War Two. It's very pretty. It's only printed in Japanese, unfortunately, but uh, still, it's a pleasure for the eyes, I think. When I have to draw a character and if I'm stuck or if I have to come up with an idea for a story and if I'm stuck again, <laughs> I sit down on the floor and open most of my art books around me and many of them are Studio Ghibli art books or um, you should check out the Studio Ghibli calendar that they make every year. They have fantastic watercolors of uh, Totoro or the little characters in the forests. Things that are not in the art books unfortunately but they so should make a, mo a book only about those. So I open all these wonderful artworks and then inspiration starts to come. And I advise everybody who is uh, interested a little bit in a Japanese style to look at these books and hopefully get inspired as much as me. <laughs> so this is the end of this art book session. I hope you enjoyed it. It was my first time in front of a microphone, so please bear with me. Thank you, Yaprak, and uh, we hope to hear a lot more from you in the future. We will be back next week with more news and animation-related stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ACP news. We also encourage you to, to leave us uh, a voicemail on Skype. Our username is animation conversation, one word. If you feel we are doing a good job and want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on the site. Kitching. And you can mail us at feedback at animationconversation.com for tips. Also, read the show notes where we put all the links related to this show. And our address is www.animationconversation.com That is it for this Animation Conversation Weekly. And until next time, have fun and animate. Det står som to ganger der. Jeg skal gjøre et feil. Kan vi bare ta hele driten fra starten av?